This is Physician to Physician Plant-Based Nutrition. I'm Tracy Cushing, an emergency medicine physician. I'm also a mom, a wife, four-time Ironman, and I've been plant-based for 11 years. And I'm Eden English. I'm an internal medicine physician, a hiker, a ski boarder, a mom, and I've been vegan for the last five years. We're passionate about helping other doctors learn the science behind plant-based eating so they can help their patients develop sustainable, healthy eating habits. Each episode, we're breaking down the science behind plant-based eating and answering the questions we know most doctors have and most patients ask. Hey, Tracy. Hey, Eden. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. And we are back today with a quick bonus episode about travel. And Tracy has been lucky enough to do some international travel recently. I believe it was to Germany. Tell us what you were able to do there. What'd you eat? What'd you do? So I went on a Rhine River cruise with my daughter, which was a lovely trip for her as an 11-year-old as her first international experience outside of North America. And we were fortunate enough that the boat we traveled on the chef was incredibly vegan friendly and had basically a three-course vegan meal for us at every seating. It was really tremendous. The boat was the Alma Waterways. It was one of their boats and they're very veg friendly. And it was one of the things I looked at before planning my trip. Could we get vegan meals on the trip? And in addition to that, we found, I think my favorite was this fast food vegan place called Vlicious that was in Strasbourg, France, that was basically vegan junk food, but it had soft serve ice cream and delicious sort of pretend chicken patties and all the delicious comfort foods that you would want in a vegan fast food place. And another shout out huge to Happy Cow and encourage listeners to use Happy Cow and post your reviews and add listings to it because it's only as good as the people that are using it. And we found so many wonderful options off the beaten path in Europe that we might not have otherwise found without Happy Cow. So that and Google Translate, which is also a wonderful thing. And if you just have it translated already, downloaded, I'm vegan or I do not eat meat and dairy or whatever you prefer to say. So you can just show it to someone at a restaurant and they'll know immediately what you're talking about and you won't inadvertently get served a plate with something that you don't eat. But I found Europe to be very veg-friendly, much more so than a lot of places I've traveled in the U.S., and it was a great, it was a nice surprise. That sounds like an incredible trip. How about you, Eden? What's your travel experience been like as a vegan? It's tough. Happy Cow is fantastic, and we've mostly been traveling stateside lately, which is a little bit easier because Happy Cow really does a great job of telling you where you can go. Obviously, there's places that you can go, like Seattle, California, Portland, where they just have tons of vegan options or places that are a little bit tougher. But I did have one international trip to St. Lucia lately, and I was nervous about it, but my mother actually lives there, and she did a phenomenal job of searching the island for various places that would feed us. There's all kinds of sort of Caribbean foods that are great with like rice and bean combination, all the plantains, all that stuff. And we actually went down to Ladera too for, it was my birthday dinner. So they had, my mom had called ahead and coordinated with the chef and they made my family and I this seven course vegan phenomenal feast. And that was at Ladera. So it was just this phenomenal trip. And really just to your point, if you look ahead, plan ahead, see what's out there, call the restaurants, 
see what they'll do. A lot of chefs are getting more and more vegan friendly or vegan comfortable where they're happy to experiment in this area and make phenomenal meals for you. So we've really had some great experiences lately. I think it's a great point. I think you do have to do a little bit of homework as a vegan traveler. It's a little harder to just wing it and take for granted you're going to be able to eat a healthy vegan meal wherever you are because that's not always the case. But as we were researching where to go and what to do for our trip last summer, we found a lot of vegan travel companies and tour guides and other things where companies are specifically catering to vegan travel, which is amazing, or putting together travel recommendations for vegans. Another amazing place is the Palmaya House of Aya Resort in Mexico. It's a wellness resort, and it's one of the few vacations I've ever been on where I really felt well when I came back. And they're largely a plant-based menu. You can satisfy carnivorous needs, but it's largely plant-based. That place sounds amazing. I think you told me about that last year, and my husband and I have penciled it in. We don't have dates yet, but we really want to go because that just sounds phenomenal. And and like you, I've been looking at future trips and future options for what we want to do for various things that are coming up. And there are tons of vegan-friendly places now for any sort of international or national travel. We do a lot of um, active adventures, and there's all kinds of hut-to-hut trips and things like that will accommodate vegan-friendly um, or mostly vegan or all-vegan options. So it really is changing out there. But it's important to look ahead because you can also find yourself in places that really are not vegan-friendly. Um, airports, hotels, sometimes they don't even have things like plant-based milk. So it's important to to plan ahead a little bit for your travels and look to see what's coming. My husband and I have had a lot of success with bringing snacks, bringing either powdered milk or looking to see where we can get some plant-based milk if you need it for your coffee when you land before you go to the hotel. Sometimes breakfasts are an issue, just depending on if your hotel happens to be vegan-friendly or not. Bringing things that you can use, peanut butter to bagel, anything just to quickly fulfill the hunger so that you can get out and enjoy the rest of your trip and get to the next place where you know they'll have a vegan-friendly meal. And another option is grocery stores while you travel. We went to several grocery stores in Europe, and it was quite easy to discern from the labels what was vegan and what wasn't. Their packaging standards are much stricter than in the U.S. And so it was pretty, and they had an unbelievable selection of vegan products. They had vegan bratwurst, which I did not eat, but was curious that it existed. And just all kinds of options. And so rather than go to restaurants, we actually got takeaway from grocery stores on a number of occasions. And that worked really well uh, for us. And another great thing is you can have Instacart delivered to your hotel room. So the food is there when you get there or there while you're out having fun. And then your food's there when you get back. So all kinds of ways to get your food, get some food, even cheaper, but healthy so that you have options while you're traveling. More available recently is vacations coupled with either or volunteer opportunities at animal rescues. And so here in the U.S., you can go to Best Friends Animal Sanctuary in beautiful southern Utah and take care of shelter animals for a week and park your RV or rent a cabin and probably come home with an animal if you fall in love with one. And there are international opportunities as well where you can visit sanctuaries and rescues and have your vacation be part of a sort of bigger mission of being kind to animals. Lots and lots of options for vegan travel out there and getting easier all the time, I think. I agree. Yeah, no, I put that in. 
Good, because I don't use Instacart. So I don't either, but I can make it up. Tracy, I couldn't agree more about the grocery stores. It's just fantastic. It's a cheap way to eat when you're traveling too. So not every meal has to be a big, heavy restaurant meal. You can have food that you picked yourself and it doesn't even require any prep. One other thing I just love to mention about, it's not just about the food. If you can find vacations that encourage or force walking or movement during your trips, it's another thing I always look for. I don't want to take a trip where I'm on a bus with a million people the whole time. I'd much rather be on a walking tour of that city or do even longer hikes. And everything is optional and find things that you enjoy. But there are so many options that are geared toward people that would like a little bit more movement in their sightseeing. One a friend of mine recently came back from a trip to Spain where they hired a running guide and they would go on long runs around the cities, see all the sites basically in a couple of hours, get their exercise in, and then they had the rest of the day to spend more traditional sightseeing or doing what they wanted. So combining your cycling or running passion with a vacation is another great way to just stay active and see new places and I was blown away by the bicycle lanes and paths in Europe and just how cycling friendly it was compared to the U.S. And you can tell people are very active. They commute by bike. They're moving all the time. And it's it was really different to, to see that. And it made me a little jealous. Honestly, I want to get on a bike and ride like into the next country and which you can do like all the way from Amsterdam all the way to southern Germany along the train tracks were bicycle lanes. And it was just, and you'd see folks going by and families going by and it's part of the culture. And I think uh, it's a part of our culture, unfortunately, that doesn't exist because our cities were designed for cars. And for many of us, we just don't have that option. It's the way our neighborhoods and cities have been designed. It's not for lack of, we don't care or, you know, we don't want to do it. It's just, it's a very different and that's a whole urban planning conversation that's beyond this episode, but it was really nice to see that. It, it does sound wonderful. And I love being in cities where there are bike lanes everywhere and it's just more, it's easier to get the activity that you need. And you can, if you are traveling internationally and want a bike, you can rent the bike when you get there, right? I haven't tried that, but I believe it's fairly easy. It depends where you're going, but absolutely, certainly Europe, absolutely, you can rent a bike and go and probably a pretty nice bike too. Other places you might not get a great bike, but that's okay. A little cruiser that's rusty, as long as the brakes work, you can still get around. I know we go every year to Jekyll Island, which is in Georgia. We don't carry our bikes, so we rent them when we get there and we get these beach cruisers and then we pedal around that island like mad all week and it is so much fun. It doesn't always have to be a perfect bike. As long as you're moving some, it, it really is about just making sure your vacation isn't a time where you sit and eat unhealthy food for a week while you're enjoying sightseeing. It, it, it could be if you wanted, but you've got an opportunity to come back from your vacation actually feeling refreshed and restored by getting that daily movement and getting healthy stuff. Mix in with some nice treats. There are some nice vegan yum-yums you can have for dessert, things like that. So it's not a, a martyrdom by any means. We're eating great food and we're doing things that we love, just trying to keep it more active and with a, a bent towards slightly whole food plant-based stuff. I think that's a really important point. I've been on a couple of vacations in the last few years that were very disparate in how I returned. And if you think about the pillars of wellness and lifestyle medicine, healthy food, exercise, sleep, community, meditation, all of these things. And then we all save up and we go on vacation and we think we're going to do all these things where jet lag, eight to seven activities planned, terrible sleep, 
lousy diet or not moving around. It's like all the things you don't want in a vacation is really how a lot of us vacation and then we come home feeling like we need a vacation from our vacation. And so it's a really important point that if you're going to save up and like plan this thing and you want it to restore you, you have to pursue restorative practices while on your vacation. And that doesn't mean don't go see all the amazing, wonderful things. Just do it mindfully and build in time to do nothing, to just walk around aimlessly and maybe discover some shops or find a vegan croissant somewhere. We walked two miles to get vegan croissants in Amsterdam and it was 100% worth it. And my 11-year-old who kept rolling her eyes, I was like, really? More museums, this, that? I said, vegan croissant? And she was out the door. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. The point basically is travel should and can be a wonderful experience as a vegan. It takes a little bit of homework on the front end and maybe a little bit of intentional mindfulness towards nothing, doing nothing while you're on vacation to really make it worth your while. But shout outs to Happy Cow. There's an online website called The Vegan Stay that has vegan sanctuaries and other stuff like that online. And we'll put some of the links to these in the show notes. And happy travels. This is Tracy and Eden signing off. Less meat means less disease. Go have a happy plant-based day.